What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of QT with a Pod. Hello, all my beautiful friends. Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of my podcast. I'm coming back with another things TikTok taught me. And the feedback I got from the last one, of course, was great. I did receive um, questions about like the TikTok links. So this time I will include the links to the TikTok in the description, the show notes. So feel free to go there, click and go look at these TikToks directly. Again, if this is your first time tuning into the things TikTok taught me um, series, mini sold series, it is essentially where I take my passion for scrolling through TikTok and repurpose it for the good in the world. So I tell you the things I learned because again, we I learned some really good things on there and I just go through three TikToks and talk about what the TikTok talked about tiktok talked about um and kind of how i feel about it of course all of these tiktoks i obviously well no actually i should find a tiktok that i don't agree with and i am also 100 percent sure you hear my child in the background squeaking his toy but we like to keep it hashtag real hashtag relatable here i won't be editing him out okay let's get into this so thing number one i learned so there are five different types of compatibility that you should look for when you are um, expressing interest weight when you have meet a new partner but when you're meeting a new partner talking to someone developing feelings a relationship there are five different types of compatibility tests that they should pass so one physical chemistry which is obvious do I like the way you look am I physically attracted to you do you turn me on Two is emotional capacity. I thought this one was really interesting because I never thought about it. So basically, think about you at your highest moment, like when you're super excited and think of you at your lowest moment, like how you get when you're sad. You want someone that can understand where you are at your highs and your lows and not judge you for that. So if you are a person that just goes into this depression mode and you just don't want to talk to anybody and you just curl up and you don't take showers for days at end you want to be with someone that respects that and understands that feeling and won't judge you for it so that's emotional capacity two is intellectual compatibility and it doesn't necessarily mean that you guys know the same things but you guys are similar and you have interests that are similar so that your conversations will eventually overlap. So if someone is talking about cars and you know nothing about cars, you know a little bit about cars, but you know about horses, you guys will find some type of intersection on those things. They, they are both, both modes of travel and yeah. So intellectual compatibility. Um, the fourth, is that the fourth? Yeah, fourth is lifestyle compatibility, which do you guys party the same amount? Do you work out the same amount? Um, eating habits, just simple routines. So this is very important. Um, I dated a night owl before and it was horrible. I like to wake up early in the morning and get a lot of stuff done early in the morning before I go to work and this person who I was dating loved to sleep in because they didn't 
have to report to work until like 11 and then they would be up at night cooking and it was just too much okay so there was like there were lifestyle incompatibilities so that is the fourth and then the fifth um is if is this person professionally well you both are you both professionally and creatively inspiring to one another if someone inspires you then you clearly will grow growth is always good in relationships sometimes too much growth can be bad genocide but if you are both growing at the same rate then it couldn't be horrible because you are both evolving together and it's beautiful so yeah those are the five types of compatibility that you need to consider all right next is a thought so this was a tiktok where someone just said they just realized that when we were kids we were watching our parents grow up and this one hit me because my mom had me when she was 28 and I'm 28 now and I'm just like whoa what if I carried a baby right now and had it and and at, at this point she had already had my sister so at my age my mom was already a mother to a child and had another child like clearly she was still growing up because I feel like I'm I'm grown but I'm still growing up of course so my sister really saw my mom grow up really um we watched them go through their 20s like what think about if you don't have kids right now think about what you do in your 20s your parents had kids so this isn't that mind-blowing but it was just think about it like if not this just think about how old were your parents when they had you and what you were what you are doing at that age or what you hope to be doing by that age just to think like just just perspective and then the final thing tiktok taught me this one i was all in the comments because i was like what so this girl that said that sex drive is a lie okay so sex is actually an incentive motivation system which means that you there are external motivators aka another person's body that turns you on and you want to do it because you want to achieve that certain that goal at the end right and referring to sex drive as a drive is dangerous because it's implying that we need sex to maintain a healthy baseline so things that are a drive are basically like breathing eating um drinking water staying warm we need all those things we can freeze to death we can starve to death we can thirst to death all those things but if we don't have sex we won't die so referring to it as a drive here's the best part it promotes rape culture because sometimes drive can be used as an excuse to skip consent you also now are viewing your partner as like a means to satisfy you to I need this and and you are the person that I need to complete this action, get me off, and then I will be back in a normal state of mind. So my mind was slightly blown. I was like, wow, that's true. So as I was reading through the comments, some people were saying that like, you know, why does my dog feel the need to hump my pillow all the time then if it's not a drive? And I was like, okay, I could see that because 
it's just an instinct he doesn't but he doesn't have to do it to live but in terms of humans and I think that that person was stupid to put that because humans have a conscious and we have brains and we 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 analyze shit different than dogs of course right so when we start to think of sex as something I need to survive or something that I need to do because I have this instinct to do it right now and I'm turned on right now sometimes people I'm not even gonna say we because I've never I don't I don't do this I don't do this. I'm not including the. Uh, this is the first time I'll probably say I absolutely do not do this because we all know who this is directed towards. We all know which group of people this is directed towards, and it's not me. So, um, yeah, stop referring to it as a sex drive. So when you say that someone has a high sex drive and a low sex drive, um. I think it's just meaning that, you know, some people like to have sex more than others, but just referring to it as a drive can be used as an excuse to rush through an action, a process to get something from another person and dehumanize that person in the process. Not necessarily like you ain't shit, but like literally you are just an object to get me off so yes those are the things I learned from TikTok let me know what you think and I will be leaving the links in the description so you guys can go look and read through the comments as well and I will be back with another one Merry Christmas enjoy your time with your family bye